Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dolly Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Guam. Going to battle fear factory. This is George Corps, Commander Fisher. This is Jasmine Delegate. This is Wade from our last enemy. This is Mike Nitz from 2017. He is at Wednesday 13. This is Zinzana. This is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Gary Lee from Sepultura, and you're listening to Ever Black Podcast. How's it going? <laughs> Good, brother. Good. How are you? What's happening? I'm doing good. Um, just staying healthy, staying sane, and uh, taking it one day at a time, you know? <laughs> Thought you could do, eh? Yeah. No, uh, in this day and age, you know, it's hard enough to just do those two things. So I'm, I'm giving it my all. <laughs> all right, man. And, uh, of course, you definitely are. I mean, with this new album, it's, it's, it's fucking incredible, dude. Go ahead and die. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, dude. It's, it reminds me of of a lot of old school stuff that I used to find on, on tape. I guess you're hearing that a lot, but it's like no frills, no bullshit, just straight up like, man. Yeah. No, that was the intention. So I'm glad that uh, people are picking up on it, appreciating it, pointing it out and stuff. You know, it's, it's nice to have an idea and it actually comes across the right way, you know? <laughs> oh, I know, man. I know. Especially how, how was it recorded? Like, did you purposely go, okay, we're going to record it with um, this certain gear to make it sound like that? Or you just went in and just went, let's just let it rip. Kind of, you know, there, there was a couple steps we took. Um, I wouldn't say it was so much from the gear side. I'd say that that sound came from the performance, um, you know, doing things like not using a click track, uh, you know, not, getting it, it sounds weird but not getting perfect guitar takes like you know not not using bad ones but if there's a finger slide or a pick slide yeah. or stuff like that keep it in there you know um same with the vocals you know keep the vocals pretty raw one, one or two takes maximum um keep the the breathing and all that you know everything that's going to make it sound like we're playing it live we wanted yeah. to keep in um so you know the gear we we just used regular cabinets you know nothing just i think regular marshals on the record or pv i can't even remember um but a lot of it came down to just what performances we kept and how much we sat and tried to get perfect stuff and, and actually or i should say lack thereof you know we didn't try to get perfect ones we we you know once we get one that you could listen to it all the way through it was like okay cool let's move on to the next one let's not overthink this i love that I love that because I mean, there's something about, you know, when you do hear albums and you hear those little, you know, little pick scrapes and those little, it makes it sound real, like real humans doing it, you know, not robots. I love that. Yeah. How it used uh, to be. I mean, we, we live in a day and age where uh, we're getting to the point. You might not know if a person's a robot one day and uh, you know, <laughs> so to hear something human and organic yeah. uh, to me, I, I really like it. You know, <laughs> did they have, uh, 
did not read somewhere that uh they got a AI to to write a Nirvana song or something a little while ago. Like there's a couple of those. Yeah, I've seen uh, Nirvana and Metallica. And so I mean, literally, you know, not not to mention electronic music and stuff like that that already exists, yeah. but yeah, they could literally take your music, feed it through uh, input and get something in an output without a human being doing anything, you know. So it is nice to have a real raw, like just totally no holds bar album, you know. I think it's it's just what it it kind of needs this day and age. Absolutely. Yeah, I think everyone's starting to go back to to the way things, you know should be the real way yeah you know no of course yeah hey if you're at a virtuoso jazz fusion progressive metal band then by all means get your perfect guitar takes and your perfect vocal takes but um if you're doing pissed off angry crusty shit like that like you gotta keep it crusty man <laughs> it's it man <laughs> <laughs> well uh, uh, of course uh you know some dudes go fishing with their dads some dudes uh fix cars but uh of course i love that you know you and your dad decide to turn up the amps and and make some loud noises i hope to do that with my boy one day but uh how did that come about <laughs> obviously i mean you've been around it all your life but did you just like hey dad let's just go and have a jam was it that simple Sort of, you know, it, 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 I think the first time we had the idea was in uh, 2018. Uh, Soulfly did the Nail Bomb record live. Yes. And I was I filled in and did Alex Newport's vocals on that tour. And uh, I think it was then that we were like, hey, why don't we maybe do something in the vein of like Nail Bomb? You know, uh, it's a little bit metal. It's a little bit punk. It's a little bit weird and off the wall with the kind of a, abrasive lyrics and, and stuff like that you know and so it started as an idea uh you know but he's so busy all the time yeah. uh, and all, all of his his bands and albums and things he does you know he's on the road like eight nine months out of the year um so it was always really hard to like buckle down and do it but uh last year when, when the pandemic hit it just it shut down everything so uh you know i think i think we just got together and we're like let's try to make a couple songs to see how it goes and i think after three of them we were like Oh, this is actually kind of <laughs> kind of coming out pretty good, you know. Let's keep doing it. And before we knew it, we you know we had like a bunch of demos. Well, how did how'd you get Zach Coleman on board from from uh, how, you know, was, how that happened? It was just definitely one of those uh, you know domino things. We we made the demos. They were on a drum machine, so they were like really primitive and, and mechanical sounding, and we knew we couldn't release them like that, you know, yeah. and. So, uh, you know, obviously it came to the point, like, let's get a drummer, let's find someone, reach out, figure out if anyone's available. Um, and it was actually Arthur who mixed and mastered the record, uh, who put us in touch with Zach because they worked together on the Black Curse album. Yes. Um, which is a really good record uh, for anyone that hasn't heard it, um, you know, and just called up Zach, basically. It was like, hey, man, we got this album. We want you to record it, potentially be in the band if we like you, this and that, you know um and we just hit it off he's a cool guy really good drummer and it, it was a lot of fun uh playing the stuff playing the stuff live in practice and in the studio uh he did a really good job are you guys all in the same because you're in arizona right is that where you're at uh that's where i grew up that's uh you know this band was we did out of arizona i actually live in florida now but i oh, just gonna... bounced back and forth yeah yeah um but zach's actually in denver um, so it was, it was one of those things we just, we all kind of met up in Phoenix and, uh, and just 
like face the band out of there, even though a couple of us live in other places. How was that? I know, you know, things are pretty hectic over there at the moment. How was that sort of getting everyone together and meeting up? Uh, it was a little crazy. Um, like I said, I, I moved to Florida like two years ago. My wife's family lives here and yeah. uh, we'd been in the desert for a few years. So we were like, let's try something else. And anyways, um, so when the pandemic hit, I actually called my folks and was like, hey, I'm going to pack up a couple things and, and just drive back and maybe just hang with you guys for like a month because it's kind of crazy over here. Um, so that was kind of how it started. So I drove there. I quarantined for a week and a half when I got there and um same with zach he just you know he got a COVID test made sure he wasn't sick and uh i think when we did it i can't remember exactly but i think the airports were closed so that's why you know we we looked for someone who was kind of regional uh you know if we were doing it in arizona someone from california or uh colorado or something like that you know somewhere close and and so we all just drove out and and quarantined together basically <laughs> It was a little crazy for sure. It, it is crazy, dude. It is crazy, <laughs> man. But uh, you know, I like the the truck full, a truckload full of bodies video. It's pretty fun. I mean, it's oh, you know with the pork and stuff. Like, was that? Yeah, yeah. Was that where? Where'd you guys do? Was that on a set or was that actually in a morgue? No, it was, it's crazy. I guess you could call it a set. Um, G, uh, Jim Laveau and, and Tony Aguilar, who did the video, uh, actually knew of the spot. Uh, they're both from Phoenix as well. And uh, it, it's it's kind of weird because um, uh, Phoenix is a relatively newer city. You know, people haven't like it hasn't had a big population for a long time, but it's a really old giant like warehouse that I think uh, they said used to be like a sugar mill or something like that um, in like the early 1900s. And this guy owns it now and it is just full of everything you could imagine. I don't know how else to put it. It's like a 20,000 square foot warehouse with like everything from cars to a morgue freezer to a furnace to he had a skate half pipe in there, it, all this stuff. Um, so we filmed it on site in, in this old abandoned uh, warehouse in, uh -huh. in Phoenix. And um, the, the morgue freezer was a real morgue freezer uh, that he I, I he think he told us he got it for Alice Cooper to do a photo shoot one time. Shit. Um, and he said he just he gets stuff and then it just stays in the warehouse forever. So uh, but it was real like bodies had been on there and stuff. And uh, <laughs> it was it was creepy and cold. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man. You know, but it, I think it added to the video and it, yeah. it gives it the, the videos like a really good like B movie meets like. 28 days later kind of you know like it's it's cool you know we had a lot of fun with it um the attention to detail and stuff like that was fun and it was all our friends actually wearing the the guys in the white suits with the body bags those were all our friends uh even my wife was actually one of them too Why? she's the she she's the little one tossing them into the trunk you know um so it was like it was cool it's like almost a communal type thing of friends and it was in this like awesome huge creepy warehouse that like i don't even know how to explain it you know but it was fun um you know and it came out great i think the quality of it looks awesome oh dude it's it's yeah it's one of the best videos i've seen in a while. i like it I, like it's really <laughs> thank cool you. i mean uh, thank you of course i mean you know the the video is really fun but the song itself isn't about fun things i mean it's about a lot of no no it's not in the world right now yeah you no know. i mean it, it was definitely influenced by covid and uh you know it 
it's kind of got a lot of different things. It's showing the reality of, of being in a hospital by yourself. Mm -hmm. um, it's showing the reality of, of hospitals being overcrowded and, and uh, as people are dying, they're just going into trucks and stuff like that. Like um, it, it also has a little dystopian kind of like fictional value to it a little bit too. And um, yeah, you know, it's, it's dark stuff, but it's really in all reality, just trying to raise awareness about COVID and mm. try to get people to take it seriously. Nobody wants to, to be dying like that. Like you definitely don't, you know, it sounds, sounds and looks horrible, you know, and I'm definitely thankful to have, uh, made it this far through all this without anything bad happening, you know, and, and to my loved ones and people I care about too, you know, we've been really fortunate. Absolutely. Cause down, I mean, down here, um, we've been incredibly lucky, but we see it all on the news, you know what I mean? And then you've got those, you know, tinfoil hat wearing nut bars that are like, it's all pretend it doesn't exist. And then it happens, man. It's people need to take that shit seriously. So you're right. And I'm, you know, I'm glad you guys are singing about real shit. Yeah, no, of course, man. Every every song on the album um, deals with everything from COVID to politics to police brutality to mm. just madness of isolation <laughs> and being quarantined. Um, you know, we really we just dived into stuff that is uh, going on, stuff that's actually involving us, stuff that we simply want to speak about and and bring awareness to um you, you know it, it was definitely from a, a place of compassion and and uh just trying to spread a message you know I, I could see how people could take it as as darkness or it's it's like edgy even or this or that you know but at the same time we're really just talking about human rights and things like that like it uh i don't see any reason anyone should ever bat an eye at it you know yeah that's right. support these things <laughs> like you know Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you've also got the animated video for uh, Toxic Freedom. Um, sorry, I'm probably look a little funny today. I've got a bit of a bang over. I went to a show last night. So it was, yeah. I'm envious. <laughs> oh, man. It was a uh, <laughs> shout out to Black Reno. If you heard of those guys. Oh, fucking oh I haven't. I'll look them up, though. Man. I'm yeah. always looking for suggestions. They run with <laughs> the, uh, the King Parrot crew. If you heard of those guys. I, lo I love those dudes. I actually, we toured with them in Europe one time with my old band, uh, Lodi. We toured That's together. right. Man, love those guys. <laughs> you love these dudes. They all run the same crowd. Anyway, nice. um, let me reel myself back in. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the Toxic Freedom video is, is really cool. Like the animated stuff. I, I, you want to expand on that with, uh, you know, like maybe more animated vi videos or maybe even a comic or something like that? Uh, certainly we, we actually, um, we have a, a couple ideas already. Um, I can't obviously spill too many, too much of the beans about them, but you know, uh, there, there will be another, I guess you could call it animated on the way and some more of us actually as the band. Um, there's a lot of content uh, behind the scenes and stuff like that, that we're going to be putting out as well. Um, and potentially even, a, a live show digital type thing. See. um so you know because that's the day and age we're in right now you know you got to do what you got to do um but yeah no there, there is definitely uh more more stuff in the exact same vein along the way definitely who, who did all the artwork and stuff because I, I it reminds me of like uh you know the old, old school you know album covers and stuff like it's incredible who did all that um 
I'm trying to remember the guy's name who did the Toxic Freedom video. I know his first name is Costin. Um, but I think he's done. I think he did the Killer Be Killed animated as well, and a couple other yeah. ones. He's really good at what he does. Um, and then the Go Ahead and Die uh, album cover was done by an uh, artist named Stuart Easton. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he is a comic book karmic book artist or um, some type of artist in that style. Um, so I was really stoked on how it came out. You know, I like I like the heavy lines and the the black and white with just the red you know it's it's a cool cool balance of stuff and and the image itself is you know eye grabbing and and hopefully eye opening yes. to a lot of people you know um and he did a great job with it and uh last but not least jeff walker from carcass did the logo which uh it's a really funny story we didn't even ask him to be honest wow. we, we were we were taught we were you know doing business with nuclear blast and coming up with the logo and coming up with the artwork and stuff like that and uh i, I don't know who did the shadow work on it but i woke up one day i checked my emails and i see this circular go ahead and die logo that looks kind of like crass or something like that you know and i'm like wait what <laughs> jeff walker you know i'm like i think i squealed you know um i'm a big carcass fan all that english like crusty grindy uh stuff is what inspired this band uh, without discharge and doom and and without uh jk broderick and jeff walker and bill steer and all those guys like we wouldn't be doing this band um so to have to me it's his stamp of approval you know it's the yeah, it's the it's the it's the 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 crust punk stamp of approval on it and uh, i was so humbled i couldn't believe it you know <laughs> i'm a massive carcass fan as well man so that me <laughs> i putting yourself in that just waking up and going holy shit jeff walker who man like i knew awesome. i was already excited to see the logo and then i see the the signature and i'm like god you know um but no to totally humbled and and totally like just it, it was amazing yeah it was, it was a one of those days I'll, I'll never forget like seeing it for the first time <laughs> do you know what'd be awesome because huh. Carcass, are, they push back their 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 album. Imagine hitting the road in Australia. Has to be Australia. <laughs> Carcass, go ahead and dot man. Putting it Not out. Not a there. bad idea. I would love it. Manifest it. Put it out there. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm like putting it out there. Put, in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. That I mean, that'd be a dream, man. Um, like, let alone just to play. Go ahead and die. We we really want to. Um, it's it's a weird paradox like i would have loved to put it out when i could play but i wouldn't have put it out like this if we could play you get what i mean yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah. the pandemic and everything influenced it and it, it went that way because it had to but uh we definitely do want to you know we, we we certainly think that the the live show will be what captivates people and and really gets them because it, it's, it's that old school vibe it, it's better live you know um it, the the intensity passion things like that are there you know so i would love to if if jeff happens to see this or whoever their booking agent is you know let's make it happen come on jeff <laughs> come on jeff he, he's a funny guy i had, had him on the show years ago and he's uh he, he's just one of the funniest dudes he just 
straight off the bat took the piss out of me. And I was like, here we go. Now we got it. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, no, he's, he's witty as hell and funny for sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, of course, uh, it sounds like it's going to be awesome on cassette as well. It's got that sound. Is it coming yeah. on cassette? It has. It is. It's a. It's actually a, a like the cover. It's a white cassette with blood splatters on it. Uh, so it, it looks really cool. Yeah. No. It's 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 on cassette. I think there's three or four different vinyl variations, um, and CD as well, and of course digitally. Man, that's so, so it's good. A, it's a whole. It's a whole package for sure. Right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, growing up, you would have been exposed to to all those kinds of things i mean in the family i mean i, I don't know what it's what, the family home i don't know if you have basements or or uh you know attics there i don't know what it's like <laughs> i don't know but but uh did you have like a like a storage place where where your family kept all like the old tapes and and memorabilia and and stuff like that you could go in and raid and discover things was that you know i mean our, our house was in general um you know, both of my parents are music lovers, art lovers, collectors, things like that. Um, I'm the youngest of seven. A lot of people don't know that. Um, so there, there's tons of us kids in the house with all of our own different interests and, and things we were into. Um, and then, yeah, you know, they, they do have a couple storage units and we have uh, what we call jam pad. Uh, it's like a practice room where all the touring gear and, and, leftover merch and stuff like that goes um, where we practice sometimes. Um, yeah. I mean, we're all kind of like collectors of something or in, in one way or another, you know, yeah. I really like getting guitars and books are kind of my two things I, I can't have enough of. Um, but like I said, we all kind of have our different personalities and interests. So our, our house is like, was always pretty cluttered and uh, we had dogs and, and, stuff growing up you know what i mean so there's always noise in, in the house for sure you know and i think i got into metal just uh i don't know i, I probably just like came across a pile of cds in the corner of a room or uh heard something on the radio or something you know i don't i don't yeah. remember the exact moment but i did know once i got into it i started looking for it and asking my dad and i'd go to the record store and uh do stuff like that you know and Love it. you know i got got a foot in you know and, that's so good i've always enjoyed it you know <laughs> man I, I love it i love you know you, you know you've grown up surrounded by that that music and and that artistic you know influence but also i mean i don't know if if people know this but you're you're a kick-ass author as well <laughs> thank you thank you yeah no um uh, when i when i got into metal i got into horror at like the same time um and and they both i don't know they just go hand in hand to me like yeah. i i I couldn't even see myself enjoying one without the other and, and vice versa. Like they're just uh, complementary to my lifestyle and what I like to do and what I'm interested in. Um, but yeah, you know, I took a liking to it pretty young. Um, I think when I was 16, I started writing like a, I tried to do a full length story. It took me like five and a half, six years. Um, but I finally put out a novel when I was uh, like 21 called Killing My Insomnia. Um, and then from there, I was like, let's let's keep doing this. Some people actually seem to like it. You know, it's nerve wracking putting out uh, like 60,000 words of your own stuff. But, uh, you know, once I saw even a couple of reviews on it that were good, I was like, let's uh, keep doing this. You know, if even one person likes it, I'll keep doing it. 
Um, cause I love it. You know, it's like, if I could do this stuff for free, I would, but I live in the real world. So I, I gotta, yeah. I gotta ask for a little something in exchange for the time and, and effort that I put into it. But, um, I, I would do it regardless of what it does for me. You know, I, I do it under a fake name, even if, if it came to that, you know, like I, I do it however I want, if I, if I ever had trouble getting it out there, you know, and, uh, it's just passion, you know? <laughs> what about uh adapting your stories yeah you know netflix or something like that uh you know i think everybody has a get out of bed fee so i'm sure that uh if the right studio comes along and, and wants to do something i'm not gonna be against it not at all you know <laughs> come on netflix come on but yeah, you know, give me the address back that fucking money truck up they've got enough <laughs> they can spare you a mill <laughs> and uh and make that happen because that'd be really cool dude that'd be no, really i cool. would i would love to you know i feel like uh i feel like movies will get your book a lot of attention um because you know a book can take a week to read a, a movie can you can watch one afternoon a lot more people are going to do that um so i don't know i don't have the funds to do it so <laughs> people always go <laughs> back know? to the books you know what i mean like it they go, yeah okay, exactly and they'll, they'll go oh okay and they compare it and then they they you know what they always say they always like the book's always better the book's always yeah, better because yeah, it is because yeah. you build it yourself you, you right. scare yourself you know <laughs> <laughs> definitely well uh of course you got the album coming out what else uh what else you got cooking brother I've been working a lot with uh, my other band, Healing Magic, as well. Um, we're like a stoner sludge duo. Nice. Um, really cool stuff. It's in a totally different vein of Go Ahead and Die. It's uh, slowed down, groovy, more in the pocket, less sporadic and chaotic and crazy. Um, you know, we, we just put out an EP last year, and we actually recorded a first full-length album with Steve Austin of Today's the Day uh recording mixing and mastering it um so that came out really cool it's currently just getting wrapped up a couple little bells and whistles that need to you know be added uh but that'll be, probably be coming out like this fall maybe even this winter um we'll have to see you know with with touring and, and how the year goes um but yeah you know i'm just doing both my bands and, and working on books um so i'm pretty busy and i just got a new kitten so that's Aww. what i've been doing the last week <laughs> man that's the hardest work of all hey, man. it is it is hey. but he's a lover he's a good boy so what's his name <laughs> uh skuma like from the elder scrolls oh i don't no, know if you're familiar <laughs> i'm not no but i know people that are so that's yeah, awesome. yeah. that's awesome <laughs> they'll get it <laughs> well man it's been awesome hanging out with you this morning uh the new go and head and die album is out on june 11th through nuclear blast all the best for everything going on for the rest of the year get your ass down here with carcass fucking make that yeah. happen people i i want to i want to just as bad trust me oh man be the best <laughs> in the world i need it definitely need it. but thanks for having me as well man it was a pleasure to talk it was a lot of fun awesome dude and we'll do it again soon yep i hope so definitely cool. see you down under <laughs> take, take care you, brother Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 